tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Joshua chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 2. We're going to do verses 2 through 5 and then skip down to verse 15 and 16. If you have it, indicate by shouting amen. I want all my brothers, all my brothers, all my brothers in the house, come on, let, let me hear you say yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I want you, to, want you to meet me this Friday at uh, Granite City in Troy, 7 p.m. We're going to have a great time of fellowship. Um, come on out and bond with your brothers, throw a blazer on, and ain't nothing wrong with, as Sarah said, be cute, but throw a blazer on, and, and come on, let's fellowship and bond with the brothers, amen? Um, I'm not treating this time, so bring your own money, but maybe we'll help you out. If you need some help, we'll help you out. Joshua chapter 6, verse 2 through 5, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then, somebody say then, the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Skip down to verse 15 and 16. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on that day they, did, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Let me say that last line. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. I want to tag this text for our moment that we're going to spend together in God's word. It's time for a system update. It's time for a system update update. You may be seated in the Lord's house. It's time for a system update. This week, the iconic brand Apple, responsible for the impeccably designed technology products such as the iPhone, uh, the iPad, 
and even the MacBook Air, they announced that in the coming weeks they would be releasing new products as well as a new update to the current operating system. Then I realized that if I wanted my iPhone to be ready to receive the new updates, that I needed to go ahead and download the current update that they had pushed to my phone several weeks ago. It was at that moment that God began to speak to me and said, you can't get what's next until you first take what's now. So I went into my system's preference to install the latest update that they had sent to me a while ago. And when I hit the button to install, I received a message, Sister Linda, that my phone could not proceed with the installation because I didn't have enough power. And then it told me to connect my phone to the charger in order to proceed with the installation. In other words, it was telling me that since my phone didn't have enough power on its own, then I needed to connect my phone with the source of power to receive, watch this, what was already given to me. Let me try it like this. You already got it. You just need power to handle it. Let me try it one more time. I said, you already have it. You just need power to handle it. See, and this is where we pick up in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2. Because we notice God telling Joshua... Look at what it says there in verse 2 one more time. It says, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. I don't know if you realize this, but he's telling them this before they circled around the wall. <laughs> he's saying to Joshua, I have already he, oh, I'm sorry. He says, see, I have delivered. Delivered is a past tense word. He's not saying, see, I'm getting ready to. He says, see, I've already delivered Jericho into your hands along with its fighting men. It's to see, before you even got dressed for the battle, God says you already won. While you were in your room trying to strategize, God is saying, I've already given you the prize. Let me say it how you may think you know it. While you're trying to figure it out, God is already, can I get somebody to help me preach this thing today? God has already worked it out. You see, you have to understand that God is telling us in this room today that God has already given you the victory. 
He's already given you what it is that you need to make it in your days to come. But it's time for you to realize that through your steps of obedience is when you will receive the power to actually be able to handle what it is that God has given you. You look at verses 3 through 11. I don't know what y'all waiting on to shout because I'm already halfway done. This is very important to understand this because, listen, my brothers and sisters, it is here where God begins to give instructions. Someone say instructions. Because opportunities, listen to me good, opportunities come wrapped in instructions. Opportunities come wrapped in instructions. Dare I say that David would have never encountered Goliath had he not followed the instructions of his father Jesse to go down and take some bread and some cheese to his brothers on the front line. What if, what if, what if David had said to his father, man, later for that, buddy, didn't you just, you was there a couple weeks ago when, when the prophet came into the house and he anointed me to be the, the next king. I, I'm straight on take on serving my brothers. I'm tight on taking bread and cheese down to the front. I used to do that before, but now I just can't wait to be king. If David had taken that mentality, if David had taken that approach, if David had taken that mindset, he would have never faced the challenge that catapulted him into his destiny. Lord, help me in this place. Let me just tell you this. Examples are to repeat history, but instructions are to create history. I'm gonna get happy all by myself. And because I think we have to understand that when God begins speaking to us and when God begins to give us specific instructions, it is important for us to take heed and listen to what it is that God is saying. This wasn't another ordinary moment where God is saying, just like I did for your forefathers, it wasn't a moment where God was saying, just as I did for Moses or just as I did for you in this day. No, no, no. This was a brand new set of instructions. He wasn't talking about examples because examples allow us to repeat history. Instructions allow us to create history. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I got some history-making people in the room today. People that are ready, that are tired of the status quo. People that are tired of the same old, same old, same old. But God is getting ready to launch you into a brand new dimension in him. And he wants, he wants to know who is the people that have an ear to hear what God is saying to his church. Examples are to repeat history, but instructions, somebody say instructions, are to create history. <laughs> Look at what he says. I, 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 I want to just, just read the Bible. I, I want to just read the Bible. Look at verse 3. God is telling Joshua, he says, march around the city once 
with all your armed men. Uh, do this for six days. Let me just pause right there for a moment because I think there's a really important lesson. You have the whole nation of Israel. You have the entire nation of Israel that's ready to occupy Jericho. But God tells Joshua, march around the city once with all your armed men. <laughs> Let me try one more time. March around the city, you got the whole nation of Israel. But God is telling him that the whole nation is going to occupy Jericho. But God tells Joshua to march around the city with your armed men. See if we can try this one more time. Y'all acting like it's still 8 o'clock. All right, listen. The entire nation of Israel is waiting to occupy this new land. But God says to Joshua, march around the city once with all the armed men. See, we have to realize, my brothers and sisters, that our worship cannot be aimed at just us. See, it's dangerous when you feel like your worship is, is, is meant just to impact your own life. But I believe that God is calling for Zion to come on up a little bit higher and have a broader perspective about his plan for your life because his plan for your life does not just encompass you, but it encompasses everything that's connected to you and everybody that's connected to you. What God wants to get us to understand is when you begin to obey God, it's not just for your benefit, but it's for your children. It's not just for your benefit, but it's for your church family. It's not just for your benefit, but it's for your neighborhood. God is saying, I've called you out because too much is given, much is required. Yeah, I'm going to use you, but I want to use you in a way that's going to impact all the people that are around you and connected to you. You have to understand that your worship cannot be directed only or aimed only at yourself. Because it's a very dangerous thing when we begin to realize or begin to operate in this selfish mindset. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to get the church because I got to get me a word. I got to, I, I got to get, I got to get me a word. I got to do this for me. I got to get mine. No, 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 no. What about, how about you just go to serve God and worship him because you know that blessing when you begin to lay before him and may, may, maybe he may not give you a word for you but maybe he gonna give you a word so you can take it back to that household that's full of devils that's sitting right next to you you don't want to talk to them you don't want to deal with them you don't want to have anything to do with them but god is getting ready to do some surgery in your heart to where you can begin to do something that will impact that community around you look at somebody and say it can't just be about me Verse 4, it says, have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark on the seventh day. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. He given specific roles. <laughs> That's why it's important that you know your role. Verse 5, when you hear the sound, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. 
Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Verse 6, so Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and the seven priests carry trumpets in front, of the, uh, in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord, Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once, then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. Whew. Goodness gracious. Talk about detail. Notice how specific God was with Joshua and how detailed Joshua related to the people. Listen to me good. It was so specific because oil requires order. It was specific because oil requires order. If you want the anointing of God to flow, let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, there must be order. If you want the oil of God upon your life, there must be order. If we want the oil of God upon this church, we must be in order. Oil requires order. And order, watch this, requires obedience. Oil requires order, and order requires obedience. One thing that I've learned, see, we don't have a problem with the blessings. We got a problem walking in circles. Because walking in circles is boring. <laughs> walking in circles is mundane. Walking in circles makes me look foolish. But when you step out in obedience to God and to God's word, and you risk looking foolish for Christ's sake, you can expect the walls of Jericho to fall in your life. <laughs> when you risk your reputation, when you risk how you may look to people, let me just tell you, my brothers and sisters, those Jericho walls that are standing in your life, they will begin to fall and crumble underneath itself. Why? Because God respects order. God honors order. Let me show you something. I think we have the video. I want to just share something with you. I want to show you what stepping out and looking foolish actually does and what it actually looks like.
Let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but I, I know how important it is to be able to look foolish and risk it all for the sake of Christ. I don't know what he was doing it for, but I don't even care what he was doing it for. I'm talking about the realization when God has called you to do something specific. It doesn't matter how crazy you might look. It doesn't matter how foolish you might look. Just start doing it and the Lord will bless you. But there's something interesting in the text that I think it's too important to skip over. When you look at verse 10 in Joshua chapter 6, it says, But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. I think it's important, my brothers and sisters, that we learn something very important here. Is that we have to learn how to move without making so much noise. I know that it's difficult to do this in this day and age because so many people want to tell everything. But can I just tell you something? Publicity adds to your warfare. I said something here, Holy Ghost. Publicity adds to your warfare. Do you Really want to know why you're going through all that you're going through? It could be because you talk too much. I, I, know, I know this isn't popular, but everything don't need to be said. Everything don't need to be shared. Uh-oh. Everything don't need to be posted. Let me just say it like this so that y'all don't think I'm looking at y'all. I'm not, I'm not, this is not, I told y'all, God's timing is so perfect it often gets me in trouble, but it's all right. Because, see, the problem in this, in, this, in this day and age, in this culture, is that we feel there is such a lust for recognition. There is such a lust to, 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 to have people uh, come and check on us or see about us or, 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 or just, just, to, just to know that somebody is, is there thinking about you. Can I just tell you something? Listen, everything doesn't need to be put out there. Most times you got people that's oversharing simply because they want somebody to just ask, hey, is everything all right? And they don't even realize that the fact of them putting so much out there, talking so much while they're supposed to be circling their Jericho wall. God is simply saying, as you are walking, Keep your mouth 
Let me just throw this out there too. I think another one of the reasons why he told them not to say anything is because all you need is one person to say, hey, 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 man, this kind of silly. And then that person that they was talking to says, you know what, I didn't think about it, but yeah, this do feel kind of strange. I mean, we're supposed to be, we're, we're, we're armed men of war. We're skilled men for battle. And here we are walking. I mean, we should be taking and doing, you know, getting some ropes to climb over or, or getting a battering ram to try to knock the wall down or, 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 or get a catapult and try to, you know, launch somebody over the top. But here we are walking in circles. You think the very thing that you're uh, doing every time you do what God has told you to do is just, well, this is just so boring. And then the one person that talked to the one person, not a two, talked to another two, and not a four, talked to another four, and then it just begins to spread, and then it gets out of hand. And he tells them, he says, just don't say anything. It's so tempting to, to say something as you're doing something for six days straight and you see no activity whatsoever. God said that we were supposed to do this once a day for six days. On the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times, and then, and then everything's going to start crumbling. I thought by halfway point, you know, three and a half days, that I would see some crumbling of the wall. I mean, if God's going to do this, then, I mean, you know, you know, we should see some, 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 something starting to kind of disintegrate from the wall. But that's how God works. Let me tell you something. With God, you can be down three quarters in a four-quarter game. As a matter of fact, you can be down three and a half quarters in a four-quarter game. And God has a way of allowing that whole situation to turn around in the midnight hour. Just when you thought that nothing could be done to get you out of the situation that you got yourself in, when you have God on your side, he has a way of turning things around for your good. your neighbor and say, obey before you shout. I know we like the, the don't wait till the battle over, shout not, but you better, oh, listen, you, you ain't got to wait till the battle's over, but you better obey before you start shouting. Because if you're just talking, God's going to do it, and then you're out there doing everything that God told you not to do, guess what? You're going to look real foolish, and it ain't going to be for Christ's sake. Y'all don't like me today. So let me speak to us as a church.
God spoke to me. And God has given us the city. I don't think y'all heard what I said, so let me try this one more time. Is this thing on? Is it, can y'all hear me good? All right, all right. God has given us the city. The whole worship team, I appreciate y'all. Let me try this one more time. God has given us the city. I, I'm not telling you something. That I, I'm not telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what God has told me. God has given us the city. God has given us the city of Highland Park. We have been declaring and claiming that God has planted us in this city for this city. Can I tell you, God spoke to me and said, the city of Highland Park belongs to his people. But watch this. Cities require order to be one. <laughs> Cities require order to be one. He's already given it to us. Say this with me. There must be order in this house. You see, for too long, my brothers and sisters, we have operated very mom and pop-ish. This is, this is gut check right now for revival. Very lackadaisical. But God is checking the way that we operate. And he has assessed that revival, for Revival Tab, that it's time for a system update. I know everybody's not going to be happy, but let me just go ahead and continue to give you what the Lord gave to me. He says, listen to me good, listen to me. He says that he has seen our efforts of trying to download it before, but our power has been too low. And God is telling us that we need to plug into the source of power to be able to handle what he has already given us. And God says, this is what the Lord says, that this just isn't for your church life. This is for your whole life. I used to get irritated, Pastor Eli, when people would show up to church late. And I'd think to myself, man, how dare you disrespect God in his house like that? You show up everywhere else on time, and then God told me, no, they don't. <laughs> you don't. 
They laid everywhere. I used to get so frustrated, Brother Jefferson, with people who, 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 who would not honor God with the tithe. Can't believe you're robbing God. Ugh. I bet you send that bill money in on time, and God said, no, they don't. That's why they don't answer calls from numbers they don't know. Come on, if you can't say amen, just say ouch. It's all right. Because see, what God wants to do for his house, he doesn't want to do it for here and leave your house lacking. He, he's not that kind of God to where this house is going to flourish and then you still living below, beneath, barely making it. Come on, somebody. God is saying, it's time to get in order. That's, that's, that's it. It's time to get in order. See, if I was back at home, I mean, back growing up at the church like my granddaddy's church, this would be the time when I would like, and call for the musicians to get on the organ, get on the drums, and strike up the guitar, and we're going to shout on the count of three, and we're going to watch the walls of Jericho come tumbling down in your life, and then y'all leave out of that church, and you're still facing the same situation that you've been dealing with. Because let me just tell you something. It wasn't Joshua that caused the walls to come down. It wasn't the trumpets that caused the walls to come down. <laughs> Y'all not saying. It wasn't the priest that caused the walls to come down. Oh, boy. Let me show you. Let's go to Hebrews. Come on, real quick, real quick. I'm done. I'm done. But, but on Wednesday night, we started a new phrase. We, we, we say, book it. And, so, and, and y'all know I don't like saying anything without showing you in Scripture exactly where it is. Look at, look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. Look at what this says. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Are you willing to look foolish for Christ? And are you willing to trust him and be obedient? To his word. God has already done it for us. We just need the power to handle it. We gain power by being obedient to what he said. Let me cap this. Told you. Opportunities come wrapped in what? Instructions. The instructions God gave us last week are simple and they have not changed. Listen to me good. 
He told us last week to devote ourselves to the house of God. Psalm 92 and 13 says simply this, those who are planted in the house of our Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Can I tell you something? God is ready for you, for us to flourish. Thank you, Kenya. We're going to flourish together. Everybody's going to be left behind. God wants us to flourish. Devote yourself to the house of God. Number two, devote yourself to growing in God's word. That's what he gave us last week. That's what he's saying today. Devote yourself to the house of God. Devote ourselves to growing in God's word. Midweek Bible study has kicked off, and we had a phenomenal time this past Wednesday. You have two times to eat during the week, 12 noon and 7 p.m. And if you just by chance you can't make it, we're Facebook Live in the evening session. Jump online. You have no excuse. We're growing in God's word together. But the Lord told me to add one thing, just one thing. Devote ourselves to prayer. Devote ourselves to prayer. This is our walking in circles, saints. This is, this is our boring, mundane things. It's us being obedient to what God said. Trusting in his word. I can't see any type of physical change, but I trust you. They looking at me crazy. They say, why are you going to church again on Sunday? I'm trusting in his word. There you go up again early praying. I'm trusting in his word. Look at her over there reading her Bible at lunchtime. I'm trusting in his word. I'm leaning and depending on Jesus. What might seem crazy to you, it's not crazy to me because I trust him. I know the world says the church looks crazy for its stance on relationships. It stands on Sexuality, it stands on marriage, it stands on his word, but we might look silly to them, but we're trusting. I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust. <laughs> 
in the Lord. Maybe you didn't hear me, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. How long are you going to do it? Till I die. I'm going to trust him. No matter how silly I may look, I'm going to trust him. No matter what they say about me, I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to keep on trusting him. Because he has never failed me yet. Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders.